Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father, through his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The word of God that calls for our attention this morning comes to us from the gospel reading from John chapter 2, particularly verse 11, where John writes this, The first of his signs Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. So far our text. Signs are wonderful things. They're used for so many different purposes, but mostly to show the differences between similar things. We have a sign coming into each one of the suburbs in Minneapolis-St. Paul to say that you've left Brooklyn Center and now you're in Robbinsdale or Brooklyn Park or wherever it is you are. Because even after a couple of years here, I'm still trying to figure out where most of the stuff is. We have signs outside the building saying that this is the Lutheran Church of the Triune God and not any other church. Jesus himself gives signs to distinguish himself, to glorify himself as the Son of God in the flesh, but also to create and sustain faith. The essence of the season of Epiphany is Jesus doing things that only God can do. He manifests his glory to show that he is God in the flesh. That's why after his baptism, we go straight to his first sign, his first Epiphany. Changing water into wine is definitely something that only God can do just using the water. But Jesus doesn't do signs at anyone's beck and call. And trust me, he had plenty of times where he was begged to give signs. He doesn't do them to be flashy or draw attention to himself. He gives that manifestation of his glory when his hour has come. At the wedding in Cana, Jesus doesn't change the water into wine simply because they ran out. Simply because the bridegroom is a poor planner. His mother even tries to rush things. And he replies, my hour has not yet come. The one thing that seems to frustrate everyone is Jesus' own sense of timing. He will do things in his time as he sees fit, regardless of how we think it ought to go. John tells us that this sign was the first one that he did, that he changed the water into wine very early in his ministry, less than a week after his baptism. And this week, he seems to be getting off to a running start. In the previous week, he had been baptized in the Jordan River to fulfill all righteousness, he had gone to Bethsaida and called six disciples, and now he turns water into wine. Everything seems to be happening so quickly, but Jesus reminds us that his timing is his own. He seeks not his own glory, that he already has, and he has had it since before the world was created, but he seeks to show those who believe in him who it is that they truly believe in. Jesus doesn't change the water into wine in front of everyone gathered for the wedding. He only manifested his glory 
to those who needed to see that power. Those few were his mother, his disciples, and the bridegroom's servants. No one else was privy to what was going on with those jars of water they kept filling up. As with most of his signs, Jesus didn't want it broadcast all over. He wanted just these few to see it. How do we know about it? St. John was one of those disciples Jesus had with him at the time. Also, Jesus doesn't change the water into wine where people expect him to be. Everyone expects the Messiah to be working around Jerusalem, in the big city, the weddings in Cana of Galilee. It's almost as far away as you can get from Jerusalem and still be in the promised land. It echoes Nathaniel's comment just a few days earlier. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? This corner of Galilee was shrouded in the midst of obscurity. The Messiah, if he wants people to know that he is the Messiah, should be working around the temple and in Jerusalem and in the bigger cities in the southern part in Judea. Why in this remote village? The same reason Jesus was born to a small town carpenter instead of a more noble branch of David's family. Jesus came into the world to save everyone. No one is excluded from his mission. Therefore, his work as Messiah must be done everywhere. The streets of Jerusalem, a wedding feast in an obscure town, the suburbs of Minneapolis, St. Paul. It's along, it's along the same vein, St. Athanasius said, what Jesus did not assume, he could not redeem. Where Jesus does not go, he cannot redeem the people who are there. Therefore, he told his disciples before he ascended into heaven, go and make disciples of all nations. And whoever receives you, receives me. Wherever his disciples go, there he is. His locations to work are his own choosing, just as his timing and his audience. While Jesus manifests his glory through these signs, these signs distinguish himself as the incarnate Son of God, so that he might build faith in believers. Many times Jesus is asked in John's Gospel, what sign will you give us that we may believe in you? Show us a great sign and we'll believe. Sounds like the Passion all over again. Whether it's Herod making a mockery of him trying to see just one miracle, or the chief priests and the elders down at the bottom of the cross saying, come down from the cross if you are the Son of God, if you are the Messiah. Come down that we may believe. Everybody wants the flashy sign. Everybody wants things now. But Jesus doesn't give signs to be flashy. He doesn't do signs on demand. While he does signs to manifest his glory, he does it more to strengthen faith. John begins his gospel after going through the calling of the disciples with Jesus' first sign. And he ends it still talking about signs. 
Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Jesus manifests his glory through the signs given to us in the Bible so that we might believe in him more and more each day. He gives us the signs of the sacrament for the same reason. You receive baptism in the Lord's Supper from his hand to sustain, to create, sustain, and increase your faith. Receive his signs and believe, not because of the sign itself, but because of the word of God that is behind the sign. The word of God that has given you faith and everlasting life. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, our Lord.